Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of this podcast. I'm really excited to have my guest on today who was introduced to me by a very good friend of mine, Regina Wagner. Regina, thank you for always introducing me to amazing people. Burrell Richardson, the Executive Director for Teen Inc. is on with me today. Burrell, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on today and what a really neat organization you have. So Burrell, would you just do a quick introduction of yourself and then let's talk a little bit about Teen Inc. and why you founded that organization. Sure, Burrell Richardson. Um, I've, I was working with or for, with kids within the juvenile space for about 20 years now. Um, I got started working or connecting through actually ministry. I was a, a person by the name of Danny Carter who invited me and he actually was bugging me to keep coming, to come to the facility. And so finally to get him off of my back, I was like, okay, I'll go this one time, see what it is and leave me left alone. And during this interaction while I was there was this little bitty boy named um, um, Brandon and he came to me and he was so little, he's about 11. Uh, and the rest of the kids there were maybe 15 and 16 in this particular unit. And other kids were asking for different things, um, prayer, such as, but he came to me and said, I want you to help me. And I was like, help you what? And he said, get my life back on track. And so that, that, that shook me. And then from there, I said, you know what? I'll start coming back a few more weeks just to help Brandon specifically. And now 20 plus years later, here I am. Wow, what an amazing story. So tell me about Teen Inc. and all of the services that you're providing to kiddos and teenagers right now. Correct. So Teen Incorporated, Teen Inc., and we primarily work with uh, high-risk, at-risk kids throughout the city of Houston. Uh, We work or are connected to Harris County Juvenile Probation Department doing services with them. And then we also are a provider for A-Leaf ISD working with their high-risk, at-risk kids as well. And so at the core, what we do is mentoring. Um, and then we also do parent support. And then we have a unique program called Club Success, uh, which prepares kids for job readiness and career prep. And so that is a baseline, but we understand that we're working with kids and families. So from there, it goes where it goes. So if the kids need tutoring, we try to find partners to help with that or whatever the case may be. But we want to have an organic, real relationship with these kids and their families and help support them in any way we can, whether we provide their direct service or we need to partner or reach out to other community resources to do so. And I hope it's okay to talk about when you when you and I talked last week about your organization, you shared with me that you're working with a school district now, and that's one of the areas that you're really trying to flourish in. So can we talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. What we found Uh, Within the juvenile space, our numbers are declining. Um, There's a concerted effort, particularly in Harris County, to keep as many kids in the community as possible and not have to incarcerate or remove them from home. And so COVID helped. It was already going on, but then COVID accelerated it. Uh, Obviously, with the spread of disease, you you don't want to put kids in in areas Mm -hmm. where that, that easily or readily available to spread. And so 
with that, we already had a focus of knowing that it's not as many kids will be in those facilities, but where are kids that we know we need to help, where would they be? And so the school is a, the school districts are a great identifier for that. What the juvenile probation department did was again, identify the kids we know we wanted to work with. And now we've kind of pivoted to work with a school district, specifically A-Leaf ISD and working with their kids. Again, teachers, former teacher myself for 10 years at an alternative school at that. Um, so we, we know what's going on with our kids more than anybody else. And so again, being able to partner with them and getting to kids earlier before they make sometimes life-changing mistakes um, to help them get the resources and services they need, that's kind of been our focus. Yeah, absolutely. So outside of working directly with that school district, if someone wanted to partner with you, how would that work? So they would reach out again. We The reason why we try to stay within a school district or area, because again, we have been doing Greater Houston since 2010 in our aftercare mentoring program. That takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of the citywide partnerships. Um, and what we were seeing that we know we are helping kids and families individually and collectively, but we're not seeing the areas change much. The school districts are remaining the same. The areas remain the same. We, the statistics that come out still remain relatively the same. So we were saying, okay, what if we pointed all of our resources to one singular school district and see what that looks like over a two to three year period. See if we can make some form of an impact. Um, and so if they wanted to reach out to us, we'd probably be more individual and we would either see if we can help because we do have a vast network of volunteers um, or maybe a partner organization that we, we closely know and, and, and we know they'll do great work. We may refer them to them. Okay, excellent. Uh, if, if we've got some business owners listening that provide certain services like mentoring, education, training, those sorts of things, are you looking for people with those skills to help in your organization? Always. We're looking for anybody with the heartbeat of wanting to help kids um, and wherever that may be. Uh, we try to focus on giving our kids a new experience um, as well. So if it's things that you won't see a typically inner city kid um, being able to do or to um, involve him or herself in, we look for those experiences as well. Um, so anything across the board, you think, you know what, this will be good for a kid, we're always open to listen. Okay, excellent. So that's in a services area. Let's talk about um, just volunteers. Maybe they don't have a particular service that they can offer. What can a volunteer do and how do they get involved? Well, we, we're always looking for volunteers to, to participate in our mentoring program as a course start. And they can do it two ways, either, especially if they're around the A-Leaf area, we work again, working specifically with A-Leaf ISD kids, but then also there are three facilities throughout Houston, Harris County, where kids are incarcerated. Um, and that's in the Clear Lake area, the downtown facility, and then also out in Katy. So we do have a, we call a visitation program. Uh, where we go in and visit kids and these typically kid, typical kids that are referred to us or those that may not get regular visitation from their parents or may need another level of support that they're not getting. And so they reach out to our organization to do that. Um, because we offer inside outside type programming, we first seek out A-Leaf kids because again, we want to work with them once they get back into the community. But there are always kids from other areas and sides of town that need that support and we can't say no. So if they're looking to do some of that, um, we're always here and available. And then also it may be something that, you know what, again, I can do this for a kid. I think this would be good for kids to experience or learn, et cetera. We're open to listening to that as well. 
Again, I've been doing this for over 20 years. We've had so many different programs from sports to tutoring. We even had a young lady coming in teaching hula hooping. Uh, so like, who does that? But she, for a year, taught our girls how to hula hoop. And it was one of the best programs because, you know, they wanted to learn it. Uh, we So again, if you think it's just something, you know what, I have a skill set or something I would love to share with some kids, um, think about us. And, um, and again, if we're able to make it work, we definitely will. I love that. So tell me your website where people can find you. Uh, and if you're on social media, if you have a handle for that as well, so that we can get that in front of the audience. Sure. Our, our website is teeninc.org. T-E-E-N-I-N-C.org is our website. You can find us on Facebook at Teen Inc. T-E-E-N-I-N-C. And then we're also on Instagram at Teen Inc. Services. Fantastic. I'm assuming there's also a way to donate monetarily. If, if we've got folks that are listening that would like to donate, but don't have the time to do that. So how would they be able to do that, Burrell? They, they can definitely donate through our website, uh, again, teeninc.org. Uh, we're also on uh, Venmo. So at this number, 832-326-3202, able to donate, or you can just go and just put teeninc in Venmo and we'll pop up as well. And then obviously they can also send us um, our PO box is 160, PO box 160. That's A Leaf, Texas, 77411. Fantastic. I'll make sure that all of that gets in the show notes as well. So for those of you who are listening and you don't have pen and paper, it will be at the bottom uh, of the show and you guys can just point and click. You can donate monetarily. You can give back through volunteer work and your time. And you can also give back by providing services to Teen Incorporated. Burrell, I'd like, we've got a little bit of time left and I would love for you to tell me one more story. I love your first story and how you got involved, but do you have a favorite story that you like to tell a success story about your organization? So it's a little different. It's a personal story for me that happened maybe about four or five years ago. Um, and I was having a really bad day. It was just one of those days where just, Team, nothing went right. I was in just a mood. Uh, and I remember going to the barber shop um, and I had just got a haircut and I was leaving and I, I needed some gas. Um, and so I'm like, and I'm like on E, past the E, like you should have been got gas. We're, we're there. <laughs> and so I was going, I was going and I was driving up um, and within A Leaf, Bissonette, which is a high human trafficking area, um, really, really bad, one of the worst in our nation. Uh, and there was a particular gas station on the corner, but the gas was so high, just on principle, I wouldn't go. I was just like, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> uh, and so, and I know I'm on fumes. And so I, I go and I turn the corner, it was actually 59, and then there's a gas station I pulled up. Um, and then there is, when I got there, I got out and again, I'm in a, a very, very bad mood. Uh, and then there was this young man started to come come at me and basically like ask me for money or something like that. And I'm like, nope, I'm not feeling it. I'm not hearing you. I mean, I'm just, just beelining this to the store. Um, but in there, I started, you know, thinking to yourself, I actually, I felt like God was really talking to me. He was like, you need to go help that young man. Um, and so when I got out, I had a few dollars and I, I couldn't fight him at first. I looked around the corner and I was like, you know, hey, and then I put some, about five bucks or whatever it is. And he was like, thank you. And he was like, from there, he's like, can I shake your hand? 
And I'm like, why you need to shake my hand now? I mean, I just gave you a few dollars. Is that not enough? I don't buy anything. <laughs> I'm in one of those spaces. He was like, no, no. He said, I know you. And then I'm like, okay, where do you know me from? And he was like, you used to come out to you the village. And this was maybe 10 years prior to this. He was like, I remember you, you were there and you, you just spoke to us and, you, and he started to recite to me what I told him. And he said, you know what, you really, really changed my life and I wanted to just thank you. And so now I'm just fighting back tears, like, hey, you know, cause I wasn't expecting this. Um, you know, and he would just tell me, yeah, I just basically ran a gas and I stepped the street and how his life is he had a good job. I mean, it was just one of those moments and things that happened. Um, and I needed to hear that because later on, again, I spoke of our visitation program earlier. I went to a facility and a little boy literally cried in my hands. I can remember seeing a puddle of tears in the palm of my hands. And if I wasn't in the right frame of mind from what this kid told me, I wouldn't have been available to this, this kid the way I should have. So um, that's the one that always just sticks, even when I'm having a bad day. Um, you know, it's just those little nuggets. Um, because again, our kids go through a lot and sometimes it's really, really heavy. Um, so that's why we do a lot of training and supporting of our volunteers to make sure they're in a good space um, to be able to work with it. Because you hear stories um, and you begin to understand, not necessarily justify what some of the decisions that they make, but you can, you can understand it, you know, based on what they tell you. And so um, that's one that again, always sticks out. There's been so many and so many kids that from going into a restaurant and somebody are just comping your meal because the, the guy, you, the kid used to work with 15 years ago is now the assistant manager or something like that. We've had those moments. Um, so again, it's just running to our kids and seeing their family sometime on college campus, et cetera. So they grow up, they grow up to do good things. Uh, and we're just in their space a limited amount of time. And so we try to maximize. I love that. I get goosebumps when you're telling that story. That is so amazing. And how many lives you've been able to touch over the years is really special. Burrell, thank you for being on the show today and coming here to talk about Teen Incorporated. Thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate your time today. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community.